Welcome back to the Salted Carmel Podcast from Our Lady of Mount Carmel Catholic Church in Carmel, Indiana. With me is my gorgeously tanned co-host, David Cook, the Stewardship Director at Our Lady of Mount Carmel. And I'm a parishioner at Our Lady of Mount Carmel. It makes me really uncomfortable that you just said that, Jody. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I gave her that adjective. She had to say it. Uh, our guest today is Riley Harrington. Riley, how are you doing? I'm doing great. You Thanks for having good? me on. Yeah. Never done a podcast before? Never done a podcast before. The first of many. We'll first see what time. happens. <laughs> well, tell us a little about, about yourself and about your involvement at the parish. Yeah, yeah. So I, I grew up in Carmel. I have two siblings, Ty and Ellie, my younger sister and brother, two great parents, Pete and Stacy, and I have two golden doodles, Gage and Quincy. Oh, nice. Love them so much. Oh. Yeah. Quincy is going to be eight this year, and Gage gotcha. is going to be f- six months. He's very little. Nice. So David and I both have doodles too. So we like to have guests with doodles. Oh, I love the golden doodles. Sure. They're yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. I grew up in Carmel my whole life. I've played tennis since I was five. So nice. huge passion for that. I love the lake. We're big lake people. And were you yeah. Carmel High School or were you? Garen? I went to Garen. Garen yes, like went to Garen Catholic. Go Eagles. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And I happen to know Riley that when you were at Garen Catholic, something very special happened. Yes. Tell our listeners about that. <laughs> yes. So I became Catholic. Catholic when I went to Garen Catholic High School. Oh, so. Don't give all the details. I know. Yeah, yeah. The big reveal, the big reveal. So yeah, when I went into in Garen, I was not Catholic at the time. And I went in very much, I'm not going to become Catholic. I'm never going to be Catholic. I'm just going to stick being Christian. I love that. And then the Lord really worked in my heart. And I loved going to Mass and adoration and... Yeah. What actually led you to choose Garen Catholic? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, actually, my parents told me to consider it because my faith was really important to me and they knew that. And so they just encouraged me to look into the school because they knew faith was a component of my life. And I cried because I didn't want them to make me go there. Oh, yes. Yeah. But I went and shattered at Garen and I fell in love with the community and the people. And I knew that's where I was supposed to go. So wow. it was a God thing that I ended up at Garen. Amen. And your parents led you to it now. Yes. this is already getting deeper, but yeah. uh, when you converted, how did your parents react? Yeah, my parents were very supportive nice. the whole time. Well, yeah, yeah. God. They knew that sending me to a Catholic school, it could happen. Mm-hmm. And so they were just wanting me to find the best fit in my faith. And they knew wow. everything I was learning. I was searching for the truth. And there it was. So. Search for the truth, it'll find you. Yes. <laughs> so let's let's rewind. What, yeah. what was your life like before you went to Garen then? Yes, before I went to Garen, I was... At Clay Middle School. So I went to a public middle school, mm-hmm. loved it there. Um, I was really involved in tennis. I played on the tennis team. And then my faith, I was in crew. So it's the um, Campus Crusades there. Mm-hmm. I went there every Thursday morning and would just pour into the people there. And I was in a Bible study that my friend led. She was a year older. Um, so I just was growing in my faith a ton and loving that. And then I would go to Northview Church on Sundays. That was kind of my home home church. Great coffee shop. Yeah, really great coffee shop. Love Capstone. Yes, yes, it was great. So I was just growing kind of on my own and just really loved that. And but I really wanted my faith to be bigger. So nice. Yeah. And then do you did you have one concrete moment where you really accepted Jesus into your life or said yes to him? Yeah. So I actually, it's interesting since I wasn't Catholic before, when I was in seventh grade in that Bible study, when you're in um, the non-denominational denomination I was in, you accept Christ into your life. And so at Mm. that Bible study one night, I was really just feeling the spirit moving in me and I accepted Christ into my life in seventh grade. So that really sparked my journey. Um, Mm. But then when I got to Garen and started learning more about the Catholic faith, that's when I really found 
I wanted the Lord to be in my life in a different way. And so I started researching Catholicism more and started a year of discernment after junior retreat, where I really just was very interested in Catholicism and knew that that was like leading my heart somewhere. And so then I started RCIT classes my senior year and converted that year. So, wow. yes, he was knocking on my heart a lot at junior retreat. That's where it all really started. Yeah, that's um, a that's yeah. a big moment for a lot of yes. students. Then. Mm-hmm. What, what happens? I don't know. What yeah. happens junior retreat? Yeah, junior retreat is this four-day retreat. It's really, really wonderful. Um, yeah. I was able to go to mass there, and we had adoration, which was cool. And then also I got to go to confession. So I was not absolved because I wasn't Catholic yet, but the priest graciously allowed me to confess. And that was a really powerful experience for me, never wow. having done that before. I didn't um, realize that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of small group time, a lot of time to just open mm-hmm. up and share about your previous faith life and where you're growing and where you're struggling. And so it's a time to just get to know your classmates deeply and learn more about the faith. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Junior yeah. retreat. Yeah. I think that's really cool that the seventh grade non-denominational is like, hey, Jesus is the center of your life. Like, yeah. You know, there's certain little aspects that they do way better that we still need to learn from. Mm-hmm. Right. But, you know. Yeah. Besides having the whole truth. Right. <laughs> besides that. Besides that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yeah. So what, what is your life like now living in the, mm-hmm. the fullness of Christ? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was definitely a transitional period going from being in the non-nominational church to Catholic church because before it was really a lot of feelings. There was a lot of music. There was a lot of, you know, constantly being filled with like those feelings of the Holy Spirit. And then when you become Catholic, it's very ritualistic because it needs to be. It's the mm-hmm. truth. That's where it comes from. Um, But yeah, I think for me in college, I went to University of Dayton, and that's where I really started going to Mass more on my own, and I was going to daily Mass throughout college and just really loved that relationship I got with the Lord there. Um, So I really started pouring into that and adoration, and then I started a Bible study at Dayton, so I started leading girls in that way and ministering. Um, and now I'm going to be a focused missionary. And so mm-hmm. I'm, yeah, going to mass every day and holy hour each day. So. How did you hear about focus? Is there, I don't think there's focus on, at Dayton. There is not focus yeah. at Dayton. Yeah. So Matthew at DePauw, my fiance, Matthew, mm-hmm. um, he had focused missionaries at DePauw. So I heard about it from him, but wanted to know why I didn't have missionaries at Dayton. <laughs> and so I researched the organization and they're in Colorado as their headquarters. And so I applied for an internship out there and Worked and lived in Colorado for two months with Focus no and nice. fell in love. Yes. There you go. <laughs> That's what did me too. I interned down at Ave Maria. So Nice. Oh, yeah. That happened. Yeah. That's awesome. I was at Wright State University for okay. Focus at 2017. Wow. No, 2018. Where so I was Dayton? at Dayton. Yeah. Yes. I probably met some of your campus minister dorm leaders. You probably for, did. Yeah. That's great. Random, sorry. Yeah, no, that's awesome. (laughs) And where will you be placed with Focus in the Fall? Yes, we're going to be at IUPUI. So oh, really close to home. Nice. Yeah, very that's excited. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of it's kind of nice to go explore. Yeah. But I guess if you want to be close to home, that's fine. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Family's important. Yeah. So you've had a lot of beautiful moments in your life, Riley, but I'll tell us some ways that Jesus has impacted your life. Yeah. Yeah. He has impacted my life in very big ways. Um I think that Obviously, bringing me to the Catholic faith was one of those huge ways, and bringing me to Garen in general was a huge gift because I met Matthew there, my fiancé, and so I wouldn't have met him if I didn't go to Garen, and then finding the Catholic faith there shaped the rest of my life. And so him coming into my life at that time and then me going to Dayton was fully formed on being Catholic, and through Dayton, I was able to work in campus ministry and grow my love for ministry there, and then 
working at Focus allowed me to start a Bible study and just continue my own faith journey. Um, so he's really just been present to me my whole life. And I've never had a moment where he hasn't been a part of my decisions and my my course of life. And so I'm really thankful for my faith. I wish I could say that. <laughs> <laughs> Is there uh, anything in all the, all these ways that he has impacted your life? Is there any lessons that he's taught you or any things you want to share <laughs> with others? Yeah, I think the one thing he continuously puts on my heart is just that ultimate surrender and trust. Because I think something I struggle with a lot, obviously, is surrendering and trusting him. But when you know that the Lord wants only good things for you, then all that can come from surrenderment, surrendering to him is good. Mm-hmm. And so when you do surrender your life and you find him, then... He will provide for you. And that's been the consistent theme the past four years, for sure. It's just him providing over and over again, even when I feel like he's not going to. Amen. What what Mm -hmm. is the, another digging deep, what is the the biggest thing you've had to surrender? Mm, I think there was a moment in college at the SEEK conference with Focus where I surrendered my relationship with Matthew to the Lord. That was a big one. Yep. Because obviously I really liked him and I knew that I wanted to marry him pretty early on, but I knew that that was something I was holding really close to myself. And so I surrendered our relationship to the Lord and he provided in huge ways. So, yeah, it seems like that's like a final step for a lot of faithful cats, faithful couples. How about that? Yeah. Uh, I've heard of a couple other stories of people like, oh yeah, I had to discern priesthood right before my marriage. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Was that the SEA conference in Phoenix? It was in Indianapolis. Oh, yes. okay. Yes. That was before it. So it was a couple years back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yes. I was at the one in Phoenix. <laughs> okay. I was asking. The one in Phoenix. thought maybe where... I had a little bit to do yeah. with that. <laughs> like she just missed us once a day. Once in Phoenix. Yeah. When we were, That's we went funny. to the Phoenix one as well. Um, and in Phoenix is actually where we started discerning doing focus as a couple nice. um, and really talking about marriage. So that one was different in the yeah. sense of like I had already surrendered right. and now our discernment started of marriage. And that was nice. really big for us. Nice. Uh, <laughs> some people listening might not really know what focus is. You yes. Give a little little blurb. Yep. Yeah. So focus stands for the Fellowship of Catholic University Students. And their whole purpose is to send missionaries out to college campuses to just invest in students and bring them closer to the Lord. So we host Bible studies for students. We do one-on-one spiritual mentorship or discipleship is what we call it. Mm -hmm. And we are there just to provide community and draw students closer to Jesus. Nice. Mm -hmm. The worst way that I described it to people fundraising (laughs) to me is it's like a pyramid scheme for Christ. (laughs) <laughs> you know you oh get my. you get a disciple they get two more disciples the two disciples get two yeah it's a pyramid it just, goes. Right. just like a good one maybe it's, it's a, a good one maybe it's a pyramid not a scheme okay how about okay. that, right. how about that? Yeah. a pyramid sounds a I little better i said it was better. the worst way i described it i admit it was bad yeah <laughs> so riley god has g- given each of us unique gifts mm-hmm. uh what what are some of the gifts or a gift that he has given you to help you with evangelization. Yeah, I think a huge gift he gave me in college my junior and senior year was hospitality because right when I came into college, I knew I wanted to start a Bible study, but I was in a dorm and then I was in an apartment and you can't really do those things there. Mm -hmm. So I always prayed to the Lord and told him that when I got a house at Dayton, I would start a Bible study right away. And so I did that and had it at my house once a week, every week for two years. And I would bake cookies for them and brownies. And it just filled me up in that way to just have people at my house and give them that home. Um, I think another gift that my, um, before I was Catholic, my Christian faith that really instilled in me was prayer and not prayer in like, um, 
yeah, not exactly rote prayers, but like learning to pray on my own and working with the Holy Spirit in my prayer. And so mm-hmm. it's something that the Holy Spirit continues to put on my heart is just praying out loud in the way that he's calling you to pray at the time. And praying with other people is a huge gift that he's given me as well. So, Praise God. Yeah. That's not an easy thing to do. It is not. Well, at Our Lady of Mount Carmel, we like to say we're grateful no matter what. Yes. What are some things that you're grateful for? Yeah, I'm most grateful for my faith. First and foremost, it's shaped the whole life that I have been given. Um, secondly, thankful for my family, my parents and my siblings. And then Matthew, my soon-to-be husband. I am so thankful for him and the support that he's given me throughout my life. When when this podcast airs, so he'll probably be your husband. He will probably be yeah. my husband. Yeah. So this might That's be the crazy. time where you can actually refer to him as your husband. As my husband. <laughs> <laughs> it has a nice ring to it. That's for sure. <laughs> and Riley, how are you continuing to become a better disciple? Or as we like to call it, how are you staying salty? Staying salty. Yeah. Um, I think that this summer it has been my holy hours, going to prayer each day and spending an hour with the Lord and really asking what He wants for me that day. Um, It's been an adjustment to do that. I've never prayed this much before. (laughs) So I've definitely done that. And praying for other people, I think, has been a big one for me too. And making sure to just have spiritual conversations as much as I can to just keep filling me up as I prepare to go on campus. Do you notice a change by praying drastically more? I do. Yes. I think that there's a lot more to think about when I'm praying a lot. So there's just a lot of things on my heart that the Lord wants me to work through or wants me to work on. Um, and he's revealing those to me, but also giving me grace at the same time. So Amen. it's been beautiful. I did a did a holy hour today. And I mean, a holy 20 minutes because I was sleeping for about 40 of them. Oh. <laughs> my, my poor co-ador, I think, was just dealing with my snoring. Oh. Oh, man. So sometimes you do sleep. But. Yep. <laughs> And Riley, who is your greatest faith influencer? Yeah, I know it's going to sound really cheesy, but it actually is Matthew. Your I would husband? Say. My husband, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think from the moment I met him, there was something that drew me to him, and ultimately that was his faith. And throughout de- at Garen, when I was preparing to become Catholic, he was my constant. He taught me a lot about the faith. And were just you guys dating humble. at that time? We were not. Mm. Well, we were um, at the end of junior year, right after the retreat. The retreat was about me becoming Catholic, and if I should date Matthew or not. Uh, and hmm. so right after, we started dating, and then I discerned becoming Catholic. But Matthew just has a gift of being really consistent in prayer and supporting me that way and just leading me closer to the Lord. So Amen. Jesus loves me through him, which is great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so true. Well, we like to end with a, a little call to action every week. Awesome. Um, you said a lot of really good things, but the one that's sticking with me is hospitality. Mm, I, I like that. Yeah. Um, and I don't think we've done it. So this, this week, invite a friend over just for coffee, just for a game night, just for something, or even a spiritual conversation to get yourself filled up and try to dive deeper into that friendship with them. Be hospitable. Yeah. Riley, do you want to end us with a prayer? Absolutely. Yes. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus, thank you for this time. Thank you for the many gifts you have bestowed on us as your as your disciples. Lord Jesus, we pray that you just give us peace, give us um, just a calm spirit. Allow us each day to come closer to your heart, draw us to your sacred heart. Lord, we thank you for the blessings in our lives, and we pray that you would constantly remind us of the ways you've provided for us. Pray for an increase in trust and surrender, and we pray all of this in your name. Amen. Amen. In the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.
Thanks for listening today and stay salty.